0: This is Diala Dev, a podcast where I interview developers from all different backgrounds about how they got to where they are, and I'll ask them to share some words of wisdom and maybe even some fun stories. I'm Linda and on this episode we're talking to someone who studied CS in college but who's also found a nice balance between tech and art. After facing some challenges as a female in her predominantly male college courses which almost caused her to switch majors, she started working in industry as a full time employee before trying out a part-time contractor role. The sum of all these experiences granted her with some surprising and unique insights that she'll share with us today. Many of us, myself included, do start working as full-time employees at some company and it's often useful and at the very least interesting to learn about other options out there and what kind of trade-offs exist so i am excited to introduce to you monica
1: My name is Monica T. I'm a staff engineer at Outer Labs, and I've been a software engineer for about 10 years now. I went and got a computer science major at UCLA. And then recently, in the past few years, I started an art side business and have been an artist as well.
0: I'm really excited to do this interview, and I wanted to start out with what first got you interested in technology.
1: There's actually kind of like two main reasons. The first one, both of my parents, actually like my mom and my dad were software engineers and they were like, this is the path to success. This is how you make money (laughs) and we want you to have like a good future. So like when I was filling out college applications, my mom literally like was standing next to me and was like helping me find the checkbox for like computer science. (laughs) But my second answer, which is I think something I pieced together later, was I've always loved math. Having something kind of like logical made a lot of sense, even though having worked in software for a while now, it, I don't think it's actually very logical. <laughs> like we write logical code, but everything
0: we write has to be kind of interpreted Yeah. And, you know, you hear a lot of stories about how parents push their kids to follow in their footsteps. Um, So were there any other factors that got you interested in software development? In middle
1: school, I had actually taken a computer course, quote unquote, where they taught us how to build like a really basic website just with HTML and CSS. And I got really into just making like static websites and just like really simple stuff too. Like I just liked being able to put hi, you know, on like a web page and just like see it render. And even as a software engineer now, while I do lots of different things, I think working in web in the front end is still my favorite.
0: Wow. Yeah. It's crazy that you've been coding since middle school. Um, So when you were at UCLA pursuing your college degree, I know that there was a time when you felt like you really weren't cut out for CS and you even thought about switching majors. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: I just remember like people not wanting to join me in a group. I would hear other students say like, oh, well, girls have it easy because guys are attracted to them and like want to help them out. I've had another student hear of my test score and being like, wow, I got the same score as you. So it's just kind of like a lot of judgment. I definitely was starting to think of a backup. There was another major that sounded similar. It was cognitive science. And I was like, maybe this fits me better because it still had some of that like logic and programming stuff, but it also kind of had like a more human aspect to it. And so for a while I was like questioning really hard, like, should I switch my major? I looked at potential salaries for CogSci, and then I looked at potential salaries for computer science. The computer science one just was financially much better. And so I was just kind of like, you know what? I've already sunk two years into this major. I'll just finish it and then see how it goes. And if it didn't work out, then I could always figure something else out.
0: That sounds really rough. Um, out of curiosity, what was the gender ratio for your classes?
1: I think it was like 5 to 10% women. So there were a few classes where I was the only woman. And then usually I was kind of like one of a handful uh, in a relatively large class of like 50
0: people. That's really low. So would you do anything differently about your career path if you could go back and do it again in retrospect?
1: so i think that mental stuff it really does have quite an impact and it's hard to overcome sometimes i kind of wonder if i had gone to a university that was more supportive of diversity or like women in tech if i would have ended up better i also wonder you know like people who do a boot camp and have a supportive environment like i kind of wonder if they have an advantage because they like learned in a supportive group so they have that base to lean on versus i felt like once i started learning software development there was kind of a divide in college where people would say like oh HTML and CSS that's not programming like programming is where you have like logic and the functions and stuff like that right I kind of disagree because you're still writing code (laughs) and making a computer do a thing so the base I had was really rocky and so it was hard to lean back on a time where I felt secure
0: yeah this is totally a time when it would be super helpful to have a support system um, if you could go back to your college self, knowing what you know now, what advice do you think you'd give your former self?
1: I think I would try to say you can do this. You are smart. You are intelligent. You're like capable of figuring things out. Keep looking for a support system the brief times i tried i got discouraged like i tried to join the women in tech group there but then i didn't feel like i fit in because everyone was like in chemical engineering or bioengineering and so i think i might have told myself look outside of your own college try to find an online group or something or try to talk to the professors more so they like understand the issue that you're facing In order to graduate, we had to talk to one advisor, and I mentioned to that advisor about feeling like I was discriminated against, and that was like a new thing to him. He might have been able to help. He was certainly willing,
0: and I just kind of like wrote him off. And now you're a staff engineer, and you've come a long way. Um, You also have a unique experience in working with being a regular full-time employee and a part-time contractor while also doing some freelance artwork. So I wanted to ask a couple of questions about that. Um, So we can start with how did you get your current job?
1: i had worked with the ceo carl before he used to be a product manager and he had actually noticed that i wasn't working because i was like posting all these art things on facebook and at that time i think outer labs was maybe like six people i think we aligned really well i was very clear that I didn't want another full-time job yet. I really wanted to kind of take some time, play with this art practice that I was developing. And so I kind of told them off the bat, I'm down to like join the company and work, but I only want to do it at a max of like three days a week. And that actually worked out really well because the project that they were hiring for kind of only needed a partial developer. I think because I was going into a contract position, they didn't really have me go through the full interview process. And so it was actually really easy to get my foot in the
0: door you know, for the longest time, I didn't know what a contractor was when I first started working. So um, what, what are some differences you see about being a contractor? And how are they different from full time employees in tech? There's kind
1: of everything from I feel like a full-time employee, just the way I get paid is different. And on the other side of the range, there's like a very professional, I am doing this to finish a project for this company. And everything I suggest is to further that goal. So it's like instead of thinking about culture or necessarily doing process improvements like you would as a full-time employee, I think goals are more to like how do I deliver a quality product so it's like write good code have the code be maintainable have the code be like well tested because if you deliver badly tested code then that's kind of a reflection of the quality you're delivering as a full-time employee working for a company it's is like the standard right I think I used to kind of get caught up in like oh no what if they think I'm trying to I don't know be lazy by building out this simpler solution or like maybe I should try to impress them by like really thinking this through and like building like a really good product but as like a contractor selling a product it's just kind of like these are your trade-offs I don't really care which one you pick it's really up to you and your budget and like what you want so I think it drew that line a
0: lot clearer for me Yeah, it's interesting to think of how your role as a contractor actually changes the way that you negotiate the scope of your projects and features that you're working on. So how does this experience of being a contractor compare to working as a full-time employee for you personally? Actually, when COVID hit, I decided to switch
1: to full-time at Outer Lab. And my partner actually like got laid off shortly into COVID. And so with all of that turmoil, I was like, let's just do something stable and go full-time. So I think that's the benefit. You don't have to wonder, oh, when my contract ends, I have to negotiate a renewal. And hopefully, they'll have like a project for me. I think it's a lot harder to let go of full-time employees. And like usually companies don't unless there's a drastic layoff.
0: Right. I definitely see stability being a huge pro in this situation. So what are some other pros and cons? And do you have any recommendations for folks who are deciding between freelance contractor work versus full-time employment opportunities?
1: I think there's a huge benefit. In starting with like a salaried position, you can kind of set yourself up financially, save money, and like not have to worry about how to pay for healthcare, your taxes, or even like managing your vacation time with your employer. So you can kind of just like focus on learning skills, getting really good at your job. I'm not really sure if people would contract out like junior positions. They're much more likely to contract contract for a specialty. I think I got lucky and I had already worked with like the CEO before. So that's like really different than say trying to find a
0: client yourself. So in addition to working as a contractor and also as a full-time employee, you've also worked for a big company and smaller companies. So which one do you prefer working at? And do you think the size of the company relates at all to being a contractor?
1: some of my theories around small companies hiring contractors potentially over full-time is if they're not sure if they have like a stable cash flow to support an employee because i think once you hire someone you're kind of expecting to invest in them and have them stick around for like years versus contracting is really easy to say hire for a specialty that you only need for like this one project and then you don't have to figure out where they move to next a larger company i think is really great for people starting out because they have a lot of structure a lot of the processes have already been defined for example a big company is more likely to have already established a career ladder as you can kind of just look at the career ladder and say like or this is what's expected of me this is what they expect of more senior engineers, and then you kind of have a path. And that's really great when you're starting out because, like, you probably don't know what those things
0: are yet. Totally. And off the top of your head, can you think of any examples of that?
1: One thing interesting about being a woman in tech is, like, some women really value having, say, the career ladder defined and knowing what to expect and how to succeed. I kind of like working in ambiguity. I think it's easier to identify what the company cares about when it's small and it's trying to figure out where it fits. It's trying to deliver value to its customers as like fast and efficiently as possible. For example, if you were to think about Google, working on search is like the main thing, right? But I remember when I was interviewing, it's like most of the positions for Google probably have nothing to do with search. Some of them are like really random places in the Google product. And then it's like really hard to identify like, am I working on something
0: important? Am I going to be valued? That's a really good point. I definitely think I was on the side of wanting more structure and less so optimizing for value add. Um, But when I was working for a startup, I really missed some of that process piece, even though some might see it as overhead. So it's nice to hear a different perspective on that. Um, Before we move on to talking about your art, I want to know what your favorite thing about being a software developer is.
1: This industry is in like a really good place. Like you really get a lot of flexibility that I don't see or hear about from friends working in other industries and so i think like you can really run with that (laughs) so some of the things i really enjoy is how much autonomy you can have um, especially if people start trusting you you can kind of like define your own role in like what you work on especially if you get really good at identifying like what the company values and like what's actually important for the business then you can kind of structure your own day to like work towards that for whatever reason software has this culture of like really trusting people to do what they think is best that's the coolest part
0: when you put it that way it does make me think about how much autonomy i really have in making decisions that can really indirectly become quite influential to the organization i'm working for Um, But now I kind of want to shift the discussion away from tech for a moment and talk about how working part-time helped you explore art. And so what really got you interested in art in the first place? I just knew that I wanted to explore
1: expressing myself through art. And while at UCLA, I took some classes in the design and media arts department. And I ended up writing a paper it was like a art slash engineering kind of paper where it was like making this fake exhibit where there was Duchamp with his weird bicycle wheel on a stool and how that had almost an engineering piece with a wheel moving and then there was like a composer that used like hyperboles and parabola in music and so I just thought that was really cool and then when I had left my previous job I was like you know what, why don't I just take some time off and just like explore this side?
0: Yeah, and I'm really glad you did. I saw a stunning painting with really vibrant colors that you posted on social media a while back. And so where do you get the creativity that drives you to paint?
1: The other thing art has enabled me to do is to like really tap into myself and my cultural background in a way that you can't really say with words. And so, a good portion of my art is kind of about Chinese American identity, but living in the West, in the US. And so, taking like traditional Chinese colors of like red and gold, and then using a Western medium called alcohol ink, and just like seeing what those two look like together art is very western focused it usually has like a very western palette i was seeing lots of blues and greens and purples and pinks that i think are perceived to be really pretty in the west and i wanted to say like what does that look like if you have chinese background and like you have a different color palette how does that like change the art and so I think it's really interesting and like fun
0: to explore those concepts. It kind of helps to push cultural conversations. It is really fascinating that you've been able to balance your technical side with your creative artistic side. It seems like taking on the part-time contractor role really helped you explore this side in depth. Do you have any last pieces of advice for the listeners out there who are interested in a contractor role?
1: First of all, if you get an opportunity to contract, I like highly recommend it. (laughs) But it's like working for someone else versus working for you. It's really nice being able to just work three days a week and then having the rest of your time kind of exploring like what you want to explore. It was a really great time in my life because it's like if you have any chores you got to do, you know, you don't have to like wait till the weekend. If there's like hobbies you want to focus on,
0: you don't have to like try to carve out time. You know, it's really neat that this part-time opportunity actually really helped you explore other parts of yourself that aren't directly related to your career as a software developer. And so I think that's inspirational to a lot of people who think that their careers have to define them, like, I am an engineer, period. But in your case, you're an engineer and also an artist. Um, I think that's that's an interesting perspective to have. And so thank you so much, Monica, for taking the time to share your experiences of being a woman in tech, taking on a contractor role and exploring your cultural identity through art. Thanks for listening to Dial-A-Dev. If you have any questions, comments or feedback, please send them to dialadevpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.